Okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to give a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. Um, my, the title of my message today is, Let Joy, that's His Joy, be in you. Let joy be in you. Sometimes, God, that's what I believe is happening. I pray and I have uh, a title or something to speak about. God, I believe, gives me that. And I'm thinking, there's not much to talk about this. Why this? I don't know where to go with this. But I know this is what God wants me to talk about. And I pray asking him to help me. Now, Jesus said something. You can't put new wine in an old wine skin. New wine is placed in a new wine skin. And the Bible also tells us that wine makes glad the heart of man. And so my thinking is, God wants you to be glad, to be joyful. Joy is very important in your Christian work before God. I remember when I first got saved. The thing that kept me from going back to everything else that I was involved in was that joy. How many experienced that? That joy was there. I was happy, joyful, but nothing. I can put my finger on it. I knew my life was changed. And every time I thought about doing something, the joy diminishes. No, 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 no. I don't want to go there. The joy of the Lord that comes to us. In John chapter 15, verse 9 through 12, and I'm going to stay with this scripture a little bit. It says, "As as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. So the same quality of love that the father had for his son Jesus, Jesus turned around and he says, I love you in the same way, the same measure. Jesus loves you just as God loved his son. The same quality, the same measure, the same force of love from Jesus towards us. And then Jesus says, abide in my love. In other words, make your living, your residence in my love. Stay there. That's where I want you to stay, in my love. First, my father loved me and I have loved you in the same way. I want you to remain In my love. Stay in my love. Abide in my love. Then it tells us. If you. It tells you how. How to abide in his love. I'm not talking about love. Because it's leading to somewhere. If you keep my commandments. You will abide in my love. If you keep my commandments. 
You will make your residence in my love. That will be your dwelling place in my love. Inside my love. If you keep my commandments. You will abide in my love. Just as I, in the same way, I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So Jesus as a man on earth, he's teaching you as a man how to stay inside God's love. So that the love of God surrounds you everywhere you go. You have the love of God around you. We know God loves the world, but most of the people of the world don't feel that. But you can feel it and experience it in his love. And he tells you how to do that. If you will keep his commandments, he says, you will abide in that love. Then he says, these things, so what I'm telling you now, how to abide in my love and the love of my Father for me and my love for you, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. He wants you to know that and experience that, do what I'm telling you, so that the joy of God will remain in you. The joy has to remain in you. And that your joy may be full. His joy in you and your joy together in you. And Jesus says, if you, if you allow my love, my joy to remain in you, your joy will be full. That's how you have the fullness of his joy. And then he tells you how to abide in his love so he's, Joy remains in you. He tells you about his commandment. This is my commandment. This is my commandment. That you love one another. Again, we go back to love. That you love one another as I have loved you. So I want you to love your brother and your sister in Christ in the same way as the father loved the son. And the son loved you. Now you take that and love in the same quality of love. Love your fellow man. And that's the way for his joy to remain in you. You see why people who are bitter can have joy? You see why people who won't forgive cannot abide in God? For God is love. You can't stay there. The joy itself is so important. God wants you to have joy. His joy in you. And fullness of joy. He wants you to have the joy of God in your life. Studies have shown in the natural that joy, gladness of heart, Laughter, play, will stimulate the release of what they call the feel-good hormones. They stimulate the release of the feel-good hormones in your body. And the scientists are saying, if that's happening in your life, those hormones will stop the processes that brings you to ill health. 
that's what's happening. And you wonder, is that true? Is that true? Can that really be? If I have joy and I have laughter, I can be in health? Yes, because the Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18 verse 14, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. I thought it was the, um, uh, the, the immune system. We're going science this day. I thought it was the immune system that will sustain. You know, when your spirit is in tune with God and there is joy, he'll sustain you in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? Another scripture, Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. He says, a merry heart does good like medicine. Joy is so important. And when you can have supernatural joy, you should be well. Because it's the joy of Jesus. And he gave it to you. And he wants you to keep it. Let it remain in you so you constantly stay joyful. And if that takes place, you constantly be healthy. A merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit, we talk about the spirit. He says a broken spirit dries the bones. And I wonder why bones? Your bone marrow. That's where the immune system. I'm going into science. The lymphocytes in the, all the sites, okay? <laughs> they go from there. You see, you see God knows. He built you. And he knows exactly how to maintain your life. And it's all scriptural. It's spiritual to stay healthy. Amen? And you read in the scriptures, atonement for a leper. A leper. Why would you atone for a leper cleansed? Because the sacrifice has to do with your physical being as well. And Jesus' love in your heart and Jesus' joy in your heart will beat any sickness, including cancer. We just need to stay joyful. You know, in Jeremiah, uh, uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, he says, the last part, he says not to be sorrowful. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. When you are not joyful, you have no strength. You can't survive. That's why Jesus says, love so that joy can remain in you. So that you can have strength to do everything that God has assigned for you to do in life. Strength. Strength in every area of life. The joy of the Lord is your strength. God is saying, for that means, I want you to be joyful, don't sorrow, because the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. That's where you get strength from. Emotionally, mentally, physically, and in every way, God says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So Jesus is warning us. Please abide in my love. 
Because in abiding in my love, you will keep your joy. And if you keep your joy, you abide in my love, it will be well with you. I found a scripture that really, it really turned me, what is this? This is important here. So joy is that important? God says all these curses will come upon you and overtake you in Deuteronomy. They will come upon you and overtake your life. And then it tells us why. Verse 47, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Can you tell? And this scripture cannot be broken. And God is not a man that is a lie. He is revealing the truth. The reason why you're going through what you're going through is because you are not serving God with gladness of heart. You're serving Him, but not with gladness of heart. You know why? You got trouble. So because I have trouble, I don't feel like going to church. God says, I don't like that. We've got to serve him with gladness of heart. You remember what David said? I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. He couldn't wait to get there. No wonder he had so much strength in his life. And joy and love for God. Because of the joy in his heart towards God. And guess what? God gave that to you. You can't say, I can't be joyful, because Jesus said, if you have received him, he gave you his joy. That's what the scripture says. You have his joy. You need to acknowledge, I have God's joy in my heart. Amen? Until you acknowledge it, you may never find it. Would you turn around and tell the fellow next to you, I've got the joy of Jesus inside my heart. We used to sing, I got the joy, 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 joy in my heart. Well, joy. We become like little children. I mean, joy in my heart. That was the good days. Amen. They understood it. I've got the joy of Jesus in my heart. And so I have strength for living. I have strength for living because I have God's joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, the Christian has no reason not to be joyful. My people perish for lack of knowledge. If you know, you will be joyful. I can think, you think about Paul and Silas in prison. And they were still joyful. Can you imagine in our time, he says, Hey, uh, John, let's sing praise to God. What is there to think about? We've been doing God's work and now why did God allow this to happen to us? Now we're in prison and then you're telling me to sing. I don't feel like singing. That's nothing to do with feeling. These two guys started singing. Guess what? Things happened. They were joyful even in difficult times. And because they were joyful, the power of God showed up and shook the building. Amen. Amen. May the power of God come over your life as you are joyful, even in times of difficulty, and shake that problem until the chains of that problem break loose. And then you stand up saying, I'm free, I'm free. Just like we sang this morning. Yes. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. Why Satan always comes after us with difficulties and problems? You know why? He's after your joy. That's what he's after. Because if he takes your joy away, he's like shaving something's hair. You got no power. Now you can put out your eyes. I'm sorry, that's too crude, okay? (laughs) But that's what's going on. He fights so hard to take your joy away from you. That's what it's all about. He attacks your children mainly to get your joy away from you. So you don't abide. And you start questioning, why did God, why did God? That's what they did in the wilderness. And the cross was up and down. I got to go back to that scripture. (laughs) Please. He says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. For the abundance of everything. God has given us abundance of everything. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 tells us that. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Life and godliness. Life has to do with the way you live as a natural man. Your needs here on earth. God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, life, but also godliness, your spiritual life. So you're doing well. You can serve God. You know Jesus is with you. God's made all of that available for us. But then he tells us, by it, whereby he has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. These are promises that will come to be fulfilled in your life if you only will maintain gladness of heart. As you serve God. It says because you have not served him with gladness of heart. For the abundance. For the abundance of everything. Because God's given you abundance of everything. Therefore you shall serve your enemies. Whom the Lord will send against you. Guess what? Some of your enemies. Hunger. Because no joy in serving God. You're serving God, but it's not joyful. It's a drag to go to church. I don't want the pastor to call me, noticing that I I wasn't in church. But I really feel like staying home today. Not I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. He says, hunger, thirst, nakedness. That means want. And in need of everything. In need of everything. That's want. And he will put a yoke on, of iron on your neck until you are destroyed. The only reason for that is because you are not serving God with gladness of heart. I saw this scripture and I said, even if I'm not feeling joyful, I will act like I'm joyful. Amen. I remember the story of Nova Hayes. His business was going, going south. He had several businesses. No one was working. 
and his secretary will come or treasurer says, now Mr. Is, this uh, account, uh, we only have a uh, hundred dollars. He says, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And the woman says, this man, his troubles, he's going crazy. He was desperate. Nothing was working. After a while, she comes back and says, this other account, there's nothing much there. We won't be able to pay our workers. And he says, there are thousands and thousands of dollars. And he says, whatever you say, Mr. Hayes. She was very afraid by this. You just don't get it. But he was crying out to God. And in a meeting, God was merciful and gave him a prophecy. And he said, your problem, this fellow didn't know. He says, your problem, Mr. Hayes, is you are not laughing at the devil. And he says, he goes, what's that supposed to mean? Because he was sad now. Because of all his troubles. He was sad. So he got back. He said, I got back to work. And uh, after all the workers have left, he, he'll start, start walking back and forth. And guess what he does? Ha, 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 devil. Ha, 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 I'm joyful. Ha, 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 ha. And he said to us, do you think I felt like, like laughing? No, I felt like crying. Things were bad. But I had to do that. Guess what? God turned everything around. God turned everything around. He brings all of these things. Can you imagine when you want to, you're going to sleep, a little thing has happened. And then now you want to sleep, and your mind is magnifying these things. And telling you everything that's going to happen bad to you. Uh, be, just because you read this little paper. Right? Now you're imagining the world ending, and you've been living for the past 50 years. Do you mean just this thing that came in the mail is going to put you out? But that's what see, the enemy wants you to feel. And gives you a sleepless night. And guess what you've done? With your sadness of heart, you can't even pray. And so he's got you. But what God wants us to do, if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to tell him about this. And you're not telling him something that he doesn't know. And then God comes through. That's why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for what? For nothing. But with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes knowledge will guide your mind. That's where Satan is working, telling you your son is going to be dead tomorrow and all kinds of crazy stuff in your head. But it's the time to resist him and rejoice in the Lord. That's why Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Saying this is not a burden to me, Paul says. I want to let you know it's so important. We, the Christian has no reason not to be joyful. God says in Psalm 115, verse 2, Why should the Gentiles say, So where is their God? I thought, what is this? God says, I'm not going to give the unbeliever a chance in the life of a man who is joyful worshiping me, to have an occasion to ask the question. 
where is your God? Amen. That's God saying it. God saying, I'm not going to give them that opportunity. He's not. If you stay joyful, God won't. They'll see the problem, but they will also see God has moved. And they give him glory. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works. That's part of the good works. You're joyful in the Lord. And God meeting your need, they see it. And they will give glory to your Father in heaven. You know how they give glory to your Father in heaven? They say, I also have a problem. Could you pray for me? Amen. God says it's not going to happen. Psalm 116 verse 7 says, Return to your rest. Every one of you today that is filled with anxiety, and you're troubled, and you lost your joy, God saying to you, this year is the year of breakthrough for every member of the Ark Fellowship. There is no need for you to be sad. You have a lot of need to be joyful because God will fulfill his words. Return to your rest. Return to your rest and speak to your soul. Listen to what it says. For the Lord has what? Dealt bountifully with you. So tell your soul, it's time to rest. It's time to be joyful. Because God has blessed us. You remember the scripture, my favorite scripture. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So the Christian really doesn't have... um, any reason not to be joyful. Amen. Let me talk a little bit about happiness and joy. There's a difference. Happiness, in happiness, you have this feeling of contentment, satisfaction, and sometimes a feeling of intense pleasure that things are well for you. Gladness, I mean joy, is the same, but stronger and less common. Stronger and less common among men. Because joy is spiritual. It comes because of your connection with your maker and with your fellow man. That's where joy comes. Happiness is conditional. Based on what you've done and you've brought to yourself. What you've accomplished for yourself that makes you happy. But it could be taken away from you. And then you lose the happiness. But joy is spiritual. It's connected to God and to your fellow men. And its root is sacrifice to see the betterment of the other man. You feel the joy because you have been able 
to help your fellow man. Get up. You help your children, right? To do better. You may not have much, but as you see them progress in life, and they're happy, and they're doing well, even though you're not feeling too good, there is joy in your heart, right? Because you see them. It's personal sacrifice. That's why Jesus said, to keep it, love your neighbor as yourself. You get it? Love your neighbor. It's not about you. The joy is what you do for your fellow man. In his name. What you do for your fellow man in his name. You will abide in his love when you keep his commandment. To love and to help. Gaining nothing back. But then you have what is called the joy of the Lord. Which is your strength. That's what joy is all about. Worldly happiness. If you go that way, will diminish your joy. But it's what they have in the world. That's what they enjoy. That's what gives them pleasure. But that's not for the believer. What gives you joy is different. What gives you happiness for the believer is different. And that's where the difference is. Is loving your neighbor. That's why I said in the beginning, when God sends these people here, we should recognize he's sending them to us. I would like to know how you would treat a man if you really knew that God has sent him to you. <laughs> you do everything, right? You're not going to just walk by the person, right? You take care of them. God sending them to the Ark Fellowship every Sunday. Amen. Look out for them. Hmm. He says them, as they drive by, he says, I want you to go there. You know who God is depending on to take care of this person? You. And when they come, we need to welcome them. It's a family. You take care of them. You find out what's going on. Maybe take them out. Not for the church. Because this is just a place where we worship. It's your life. And the life of God. I don't see Christianity as the Ark Fellowship. Christianity is my life with God. I want them to come here. But I want them to know Him first. And I want them to love Him. And I want to love them. Just as He loves loves them. That's what Christianity is all about. That's how I keep my joy. That's how I have my confidence that when he's all over here, when I see him, I will see him with joy in my heart. And he's welcoming, welcoming me with joy in his heart. Thou good and faithful servant. I took care of his people. Amen. If you don't say amen, I'll say amen. I like it. That's the way it works. Loving them. To the point of personal sacrifice. Is that not what Jesus did? And if you read that scripture, he says, No one can love more than this for a man to lay down his life. And it's in this same scripture where he says, That my joy may remain in you. And he showed us how he had joy of God. You know, we are reading in... uh, Luke chapter 11. 
after the disciples came back and they said, even the demons, they were obedient to us when we used your name. And the Bible says, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. It was not him. He was seeing the disciples doing things. And he rejoiced in his spirit. And he told his father, Father, I thank you. You have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent in the world. And you have revealed them to babes. They got it. They got it. They are out helping. That's what it's all about. He kept his father's love in his heart. The source of the joy is when his joy becomes your joy. He's rejoicing through you. He's not here physically, but his joy he gave to you. So now your joy is his joy. And his joy, he's enjoying his joy in you. And so you need to express it. And he gave you how to keep that joy, the love. You know what? I know that God, when he tells you to do something, he gives you the ability to do it. He says to love, just like the Father, right? And in John 17, uh, I'll leave, uh, end this message from this. John chapter 17, Jesus told us to love, but then he tells us this. He was praying to his heavenly Father. He says, and I have declared to them your name. And I will declare it. Why? That the love, we go back to the same love, the love with which you love me, will what? May be in them. How many believe Jesus' prayers are always answered? So if his prayer is answered, that power of his love that the Father has towards his Son, and the Son has towards us, it's in you to love your brother, your brother and your sister. You can't say you can't love. You can't. You have it inside of you to love. The things in the world, what they enjoy, fornication, sexual loss, selfishness, gossip. Sometimes I hear Christians, they're gossiping, but it's called good gossip. Sometimes they're deceived to think it's good gossip, okay? <laughs> Just to cause problems and divisions. That hatred, unforgiveness, that's the world. Some people, they enjoy that. I'm never going to forgive them. Who are you hurting? Them or you? They say that they, 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 they stand in that. But God says that's not for us. When a Christian hates, you lose the love of God in your heart, the joy of God, and you're going to be sick. Hello. When you refuse to forgive, you are going to be sick. So it's best to just let go and love like Jesus loved. Are we willing to do that today? Would you stand up with me? Forgive. No matter what anybody's done to you, forgive. Forgive. And God will forgive you. 
and then put his love inside of you. This is a year of breakthrough. Can I hear that? This is the year of my breakthrough. Say that with me. This is the year of my breakthrough. And I'm going to love as Jesus loved. You don't sound convincing. This is the year of my breakthrough because I'm going to love like Jesus loved. Let's say it again. This is the year of my breakthrough because I'm going to love like Jesus loved. So now, if there's somebody here you haven't forgiven, could you please walk up to them and tell them, I forgive you. And the, please don't say, for what? Just be quiet. <laughs> Just let it be, okay? They've already forgiven you. Say, thank you. Thank you very much. Later you can ask. I wonder what that was all about. <laughs> okay. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord today. He is a good God. What I want you to do right now is acknowledge that the love of God is in you. You have it. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. You have the love of God. You can love. You can love. And for those of us that have not invited love, God is love into our hearts. Would you invite him this morning into your heart? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Make him the Lord of your life. Make him the Lord of your life. If you're here and you say, I want to make Jesus totally, I want to make Jesus the love, the Lord, the love of my life. That's important. Can you wave at me? Just do that. Thank you. I see those hands. You're going to do that. Say with me, Lord God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to release the love of heaven into my heart. Jesus, I welcome you into my heart this very day. And I believe I can love just as you loved. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now turn around. Let's demonstrate it. Love your brother. God bless you. We're dismissed.